Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. And today I've got a good one for you guys. So yeah, it's going to be the same old, same old every single week. We're doing those full player breakdowns for you. So the games that I'm going to go ahead and break down this week are Colorado versus Washington. Uh, so Colorado's got Cody Williams. He played Tristan Da Silva. We got Keon Brooks. Next up was USC versus UCLA. You know, Isaiah Collier still hurt. So it's just Bronny James this game versus with Adabona and Annie Mara. All those guys were in that game. Those are the main guys to break down from that game. I thought it'd be interesting to try to watch Xavier Johnson from Southern Illinois again. See if uh, if after watching a second game, I'm still so high on him. And then, you know, the last two games were one of them was Alex Saar. It was the most I was looking for, like, because Alex Saar comes off the bench for his NBL League team. So I was looking for a game where he played a lot of minutes, and I was able to find one where he played like 18 minutes. It was really nice to watch. And I also watch, there's going to be some French basketball player that's going to be breaking down every week for a while because these guys are crazy good. Dominating the lottery. This week is Zachary Rocher. I watched today in, uh, for J- JL Berg. I forget exactly who he played against, but watched him play as well. So a lot of elite talent coming out of this podcast. A lot of guys to break down. It's going to be really fun. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off and start with Cody Williams, Tristan Da Silva, that side of things. So, you know, Cody Williams, specifically speaking, he's 6'8". I'm surprised people don't know who he is by now. Most people have him like the top five, top eight draft pick right now. So basically, Trist Cody Williams' stats are 14.7 points per game, 1.9 assists, one steal, 57% field goal percentage, 71% free throw percentage, 52% three-point percentage. So yeah, I mean, Cody Williams is still a very, very, very good standstill three-point shooter. 52% is absolutely unreal. You know, he doesn't really do any shot creation on the three-point line, so it's all standstill threes. Now, he, he does have good shot selection, but, you know, it's it's not like he's shooting that clip off of tough step-back threes or something along those lines. No, it's all standstill, off-the-catch stuff. But he's good, you know, moving to open spaces at the three-point line, you know, cutting and things of the nature. He's a very intelligent basketball player, highly intelligent guy. He's still a good passer for the, the small forward position. He's still, every game you see some passes, like, man, that's really good passes from the small forward position. I still consider him a point forward. You know, defensively, he looked good this game. He d- definitely has some long-term talent defensively. I definitely w- really enjoyed watching him play in that game defensively. He's still a thinner guy, but, you know, after a few years of him growing into his grown-up body, it'll be not an issue at the NBA level. So, yeah, I mean, Cody Williams also 
still has that floater, still can really get to the rim, can still really finish through contact and draw fouls really well. Those are the only three ways that he can score. There's limitations on his ceiling still, in my personal opinion. I feel like he has an extremely high floor as a guy that can be a really impactful starter in the NBA basketball for a while. I still have him great as an 8 through 10 draft pick. I'm a big board right now. He's number 7. It's a weak draft class. In a different draft class, he'd probably be lower. But, you know, Cody Williams is a very efficient, ready-for-the-NBA game guy. But the, the ceiling just is very limited, to be quite frank. All right, let's go to ha- go to kick it to Tristan Da Silva, six foot nine. He's averaging fifteen point three points per game, two point seven assists, one point one steals, forty seven percent field goal percentage, eighty percent free throw percentage, and thirty six percent three point percentage. So you know this guy can shoot the poo out the three ball. Very good three standstill three point shooter. He's also able to come off off ball screens. I talked about this previously in a previous podcast where he was able to come off off ball screens he always looks really good in those situations you know he can drive to the rim here and there he's not an overly gifted athlete i you had to put his athletic gifts in perspective i call him an average nba athlete you know he's a lanky guy so a lot of teams are going to be thinking about him late in the first round as a guy that you try to draft and have Hope that he can be a 3 and D guy for you for a while. So right now I have him graded 26 through 30 draft picks still. I have him 30 on my big board. Yeah, it's it's he's a very safe pick that a team in that range will think about trying to add to their bench. He's not going to be like a starter in the NBA ever, but him having a successful career off the bench is very realistic for him. All right, we're going to gonna go ahead and kick it to the Washington sides of things. So this is somebody that if you've been looking at my uh, mock draft and big board website, you've seen this name on this list for a while. It's Keon Brooks, 6'7", senior from Washington University. He is averaging 21 points per game, 7 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 50% field goal percentage, and 38% three-point percentage, and 77% free throw percentage so you know last year he was averaging 17 a game but he shot 28 percent from the three-point lane so nobody was really paying attention to him also 43 percent field goal percentage so it was like kind of inefficient for the six seven length but now that his three i mean his three-point shot percentage has never been higher than 20 percent. so like nobody's ever thought about him before this current season as somebody that could be an nba draft pick but you know his game's really unique where it's a really efficient mid-range he's got mid-range pull-up skill he can post small players but it's not like somebody super you know does all his work in the post uh, six seven link is really important to his projection he's definitely somebody that can defend averagely on ball uh the standstill he can be a standstill three-point shooter at 38 percent three-point percentage i do think that he has a unique ability to finish at the rim though the dude's really like the 50 percent field goal percentage is legitimate on how good he is at finishing the rim the best way i can describe it is he can really kind of what i don't do is he'll bump into somebody's body and then he'll kind of fade away like and slow down his speed and decelerate and he'll hit like this like kind of fading away shot where it may look tough and may look tough to make, but it looks super smooth and easy for him to make. And he makes that at a high clip within like four to six feet of the rim. And he's just got really good touch. And, you know, he's got some mid-range shot creation. I do think that when you put together the average 
length and defensive gifts with the 38% three-point percentage with the little intrigue of him maybe being more than just your normal 3 and D guy. I think that's why I've still always thought of him as somebody that can be in this NBA draft. Not many other people have been talking about him, but you know, I, I've personally have had him in the second round for a while. I have him great as a 36 through 30 through 40 draft pick right now he's 42 on my big board you know Keon Brooks has a lot of really good things about him you know he's also not like a super thin frame he's got a good nice build to him like he's a strong guy so there's not gonna be like oh he's so too thin for the NBA worry either um it's gonna be important though for him to be 6-7 because if he's 6-6 or 6-5 then he's not a draft pick too small so six seven is really important for him to stay that length, which most college teams lie about their basketball players' length. So nobody's going to really be 100% certain until we see the NBA draft combine if he gets invited. All right, we're going to go ahead and kick it to the next game, and that's going to be USC versus UCLA. Then we're going to go ahead and kick it to Bronny James. Big name people want to hear everybody talk about Bronny James. Um, he's averaging 5.9 points per game, 2.9 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 37% field goal percentage, and 27% three-point percentage. And, you know, we're getting in the point in time where he's played 14 games. And if you guys listened to a previous podcast, I talked about how he looked really bad in the last game I saw him play. And, you know, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, the second game in the row where Bronny James hasn't been really looking like, you know, the flashes that I saw in one game. Because uh, this is going to be... This is, I think this is technically the third game I've scouted of Bronny. So the first game I watched of him, he looks so gosh darn explosive driving to the rim. I mean, it was elite. And he's a strong guy. He's got good quickness gifts. He's got good speed, good athletic gifts, really great on ball defensively. Right. And it was like, man, he can pass well for the two of our position. And he's freaky when he attacks the rim. Well, for some reason, Bronny James just doesn't attack the rim. I, you know, I feel like he gets a lot of praise from, you know, people because he, he's a team player, right? Like people, like Bill Walton, for example, the people that call those games in the, um, Pac-12 really praise Bronny for being a team guy, right? But with Bronny's gifts, he needs to play with fours and, you know, play out of the system sometimes. Like if, you know, the whole system's moving the ball and things of that nature. Well, you're gifted at getting to the rim. Just go, right? And for some reason, he is just not going. And you know, nobody can he can blame for that other than himself. And you know, the shooting splits are really, really bad. Twenty-seven percent three-point percentage and thirty-seven percent field goal percentage. It's just not a good look for him right now. The shooting splits are really poor. He's not really stepping on the gas and going attacking the rim. And I really thought this time frame, because if you understand how great Isaiah Collier is, the man's hurt. I want Bronny James is starting for USC now. Bronny James, other than Boogie Ellis, is the second main ball handler on that team right now. So he has such a big opportunity, uh, but he's just not blossoming into the opportunity. And it's looking not very good right now. So, you know, he, he dropped down from that late second round draft grade to a late, late, uh, late from a late first to a late second. I have him graded as a 56 through 60 prospect now. He's the 55th guy on my big board right now. He's just a high upside guy. 
All right, from the UCLA side of things, we got Andy Mara, seven foot three center from Spain. He's averaging three point five points per game, two point four rebounds. Show how slow he is, how much issue he has in the pick and roll, guarding the pick and roll. His issues switching and being versatile defensively is real limitations. Offensively, he's very raw. There's just not much skill going on there right now. So Andy Mara has moved down from the mid second round grade that I had on him to a late second round grade. So now he's a 56 through 60 draft pick grade. I have him 58 on my big board at this moment in time. All right, let's go ahead and kick it to Adam Bona. Adam Bona is 6'10", averaging 12 points per game, 6 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 2 blocks, 60% field goal percentage, 64% free throw percentage, and 0% three-point. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Percentage. So, you know, Bona is a really solid rim defender. He's so fluid, able to guard multiple positions. I definitely feel like, you know, switchability is just so impressive. He's not super strong or well-built. You know, that's probably one of the reasons that i moved him down personally you know i used to have him as a late first now i have him as an early second round grade 31 through 35 and part of that reason is because he's 6'10 got to answer a lot of questions if you're 6'10 center because that's not within the high range of a normal center and his athletic gifts are really nice but you mix 6'10 with a not that strong guy you can you really worry about his ability to guard the rim at the next next level um, sure, he can guard multiple positions and be switchable and things of that nature, but you know, guarding the rim is an issue. There's no reason to where you strapped it to. All right, so that's it for the US- UCLA side of things. I'm going to go ahead and kick it to Xavier Johnson, somebody that I have been very high on throughout this whole draft process. From Southern Illinois, he's averaging 23.5 points per game, four rebounds, six assists, 44% field goal percentage. 40% three-point percentage, 90% free throw percentage. So, you know, the 6-1 point guard's got really good shot creation ability, step backs, highly intelligent guy, really gets, understands how to get in the, in the passing lanes, things of that nature. He's really good in those situations. You know, I used to be higher on, on him than I am now, 
I definitely feel like in this game, there was people that were guarding him that gave him a ton of issues. Some 6'3", 6'4", guy was guarding him and really poked the ball out of him a lot, Make made him have really tough shots. You know, he's taken seven to eight dribbles to try to get into a shot. You know, I think the scoring style that he has in Southern Illinois doesn't really 100% translate into the NBA with all the dribbles that he takes to try to get a shot off. Um, you know, I definitely feel like he's still a very good pick and roll runner. He's a you know good passer and, you know, all those things of that nature. But this game, things look tough for him against Murray State where the people that were guarding him just gave him a lot of issues with his length and the things of that nature. And, you know, he might just be a rhythm player where whenever he gets hot, it's he's hard to stop. But it seems like teams in that conference that he plays against have picked up on his scoring habits and the way that he wants to try to score and attack them and kind of shutting him down a little bit. So, you know, he's dropped down a lot in the draft board from, you know, the first round hype to now he's a second round draft pick grade. I have him great as a 35 through 40 draft pick. Um, right now he's number 38 on my big board. All right, so the next player to break down is Alexander Saar. So this is a guy that we've broken down multiple times. He's a seven foot uh, guy who originally is from France, so he's playing in the NBL, which is the Australian Basketball Professional League. So this game that I watched him play. Oh wait, first I'll give you guys his stats real quick. He's averaging nine point five points per game, off of four point one rebounds, six sixty six percent free throw percentage. 29.5% three-point percentage and 51.8% field goal percentage. So, you know, Alex Sar is somebody that is one heck of, you know, athlete mover. This guy has been in the top five in everybody's mock draft. Some people have him one. And, you know, we scouted him a lot. And the things that have been so intriguing has been the handle. The ability to shot create off his handle, how good his handle looks, um, you know, his athletic gifts. I definitely feel like saying the name Evan Mobley really puts his athletic gifts in a general sense and body frame really in perspective. He is really, they are basically clones. It's just stars an inch taller. Um, so, you know, uh, so his handle was shown today. He had one really nice handle to the rim into like a spin into like a hook shot. I basically basically call it. It was really nice, and he made it. And you know, when his feet start moving and he starts doing stuff, he just looks so special whenever he does it. His 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 footwork is insane for that size. It's gonna give ton ton of people issues. Um, you know, so he had some really nice passing. Passed really well this game, and I definitely feel like that's something that I talked about in previous podcasts. Is he's always been a good passer, but the last game I watched, I really just didn't see him pass the basketball that well. But this game has reaffirmed his passing ability to me. You know, we've talked about defensive potential a lot with Alex R. You know, because he wasn't producing a ton defensively in the NBL and you know you didn't see him block many shots you didn't see him be super dominant but the potential was so obvious well this game in 18 minutes played he had five plucks I'm gonna repeat that again he played 18 minutes against grown men and professional basketball in Australia and he had five plucks okay this dude was swatting everything oh my goodness defensively alex sarb would put it together this game 
the fluidity in his movement, the shot blocking at the rim, his length, his athletic gifts, his ability to recover on shots. And, you know, after like six to seven minutes of him being in the game, everybody that was near him was taking super tough shots. You want to know why? Because they kept on getting their stuff stuffed, smacked into the, you know, into the stands. I mean, Alex Sar put on a defensive performance against that other team. Sar was, you know, shot blocking at the rim with layups and, you know, people trying to dunk at the rim, people trying to have floaters, you know, him in the pick and roll is just so scary because he's so fluid and he can guard that guard so, so well because of his special gifts and his special movement abilities. And man, did he put it all together defensively. I mean, this guy can definitely be the cent- in the center in the NBA, you know, and we've talked a lot about Evan Mobley and saying like, yeah, similar potential to Evan Mobley, but it's just in a flash and as much. Well, this is the game where it's like, oh yeah, he's a little bit taller Evan Mobley. This was really impressive. You know, he has DPOY level talent defensively. That's what was really showed. I mean, five blocks and 18 minutes against that level of competition was absolutely insane. It was a masterclass. Anybody that watched that would be like, wow, holy Alex R defensively. Um, so yeah, Alex R was number two on the big board. Now he's moving up to number one. I still have him as a two through three draft pick raid, but he's going to be number one on the big board. All right, so the last player that breakdown is Zachary Rocher. He's 6'8 from France. Let's go ahead, go ahead and touch his uh, stats. So playing in the French A-League, he's averaging 10 points per game off of 25, 55% two-point percentage, 38% three-point percentage, 20, 72% free-throw percentage. And in the 16 games in the Euro Cup, he's averaging 12.7 points, 55% uh, two-point percentage, 55% three-point percentage, which is absolutely insane, and 65% free-throw percentage. So, you know, in the full game that I watched of him, he had a really poor shooting night. He scored zero points in 20 minutes played. You know, he definitely showed his ability to, like, be a scorer. It's just, like, he, you could see him trying to get in the spots and trying to get by defenders. You could see his handle and his footwork and you know, him trying to get in the moves, but he just had bad luck tonight that every time he looked like he was about to beat somebody or, you know, about to start looking for a shot in those moments and times, because he's a wing player. He's not like some guard that gets like a ton of ball handling opportunities, you know, opportunities with the ball in his hands. In those situations, he always caught fouled. But it wasn't like in the shooting motion. It was like right beforehand. So then they got to pass the ball and run a set again. And, you know, he just never really got to see him, you know, complete that shooting motion, complete trying to break down his defender. But you could see the intelligence and, you know, the the thought process of how to break down a, a defender really getting shown in those situations. So it's about as good as somebody can look scoring zero points is basically what I'm trying to say of for, of for share. It was a bad shooting night. He also had some off-ball screens where he's coming off-ball screens as a shooter that looked really nice as well. So he looks good in those type of situations. He's a guy that can shot create and come off-ball screens and be really efficient. Six foot eight, really long wingspan. He's got some long-term upside. He's a really nice, solid handle. Above average on ball defender, really long and lanky. His wingspan is always going to help him. So, you know, even though he, again, just didn't make shots today, 
it, it looked good. It still looked good. Um, one new thing wrinkled add in is he made some pretty decent passes that game where I would elevate him from an average passer for the small forward position to above average. I think he's an above average passer for the small forward position. And right now he still is number four on my big board. I still have him graded as a six through eight draft pick. But yeah, this guy is really interesting. Had a lot of fun watching him. We'll continue to watch him. And that's the end of these breakdowns. So, you know, I'll go ahead and touch on what's going to be going down next week. Next week, we're, I'm going to be breaking down a G League game with Ron Holland and Montas Bazelos and Tyler Smith and Izana Malanza. Also, Kentucky played Tennessee. Kentucky wasn't completely healthy, but Tennessee, Dalton Neck played, and some of the Kentucky team played, so we'll be able to watch that game. And then um, we'll also break down Melvin and Hincia. Other than those two games, I'm still going to look around and see what other two games what other two games I'm going to add to that list. There's a ton of games happening on like the 10th, the 13th, but the podcast is going to be on the 11th. So, you know, the week, basically the week after next week is packed with games. So, you know, I'm going to be trying to figure out what I'm going to add in, but I'll be adding in good content. I'm thinking of probably adding in, in some Australian, maybe Trenton Flowers. Um, looks like he's coming back from injury. So hopefully he'll start playing some more minutes in some games and we might watch Trenton Flowers. But yeah, so that's basically what it is um, for next week. And, you know, also as well, I still do have that website where I have my mock drafts and my big boards that I do updates. Really fun, really cool. Um, it's definitely something I really enjoy. I've always enjoyed watching, reading mock drafts for like, years so you know it's gonna be a lot of fun so we're gonna keep on breaking down these guys every week this content that i give you guys i really enjoy doing it i really love doing it i really appreciate anybody that listens and watches this podcast uh whatever form spotify youtube you guys consume this content and i really appreciate it thank you guys for listening and i hope all of you guys have a great rest of your week